This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show where your hosts Amber and Jenna and today we are discussing past life regression. For show notes, more on past life regression or to sign up for our video newsletter, check out our website themotherlovingfuture.com. Jenna, do you want to please give us your definition of past life regression? Absolutely. Past life regression is achieving a state of lucid hypnosis in which you are able to recall your lifetimes before your current embodiment. <laughs> oh yeah. That's so cool. Who could have who thought that you could do that? Well, I mean there's a lot of people who think you can and a lot of ancient ancient traditions that think you can. So how did you come to discover past life regression? Well, for me in my life, how it came about was um, this was, you know, in my early 30s and I had been struggling with paralyzing anxiety for almost 10 years um, and it was getting increasingly bad and it was getting to the point of um, complete paralysis where I couldn't like leave my house and I was getting depressed because I was feeling so anxious. Um, My adrenals were shot and... um, there was really no explanation for this anxiety looking back at my life. And I just didn't know where it was rooting from. Um, you know, and my option at that point was to take pharmaceuticals. Um, I was certainly a candidate for that at that point, but I wanted to find another way. I wanted to get down to the root of it. So I thinking that the root could have been in past lives. I, I attempted past life regression and found a whole bunch of cool stuff. So how did you find the technique you use? So um, what I did is I researched techniques, um, self-hypnosis techniques that would, um, and YouTube videos that would uh, take you through a past life regression. Um, And then I I did a couple ones and ended up figuring out a technique which worked for me and then doing it many times on my own, um, just taking myself through the meditation. Well, go on. Yeah. Don't tell us all your secrets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, and what we'll, we'll, at the end of this podcast, I want to do the meditation. Oh, can you take me take, through it? Take us, take everyone through it. Oh. But let's hash it out a little more and then we'll have that be the last thing. Yeah. Does and that, if you're driving, that, quickly race yeah. home so you're not getting hypnotized while driving. This is not something to do while <laughs> driving. That's for sure. You want to be, um, you know, doing that this meditation um, in a quiet place where you're physically comfortable and you will not be interrupted. And also when you're not tired, because it is the body's tendency to fall asleep or be asleep when you're getting down to these parts of yourself, because you're going down to your very deep unconscious. I would liken it to something like dreaming when you are dreaming. So as we know, when we're dreaming, um, we're asleep. So the body does tend to want to fall asleep. You got to stay awake. Wow. So it's kind of like a dream state. So you're awake, but you're aware. So your body's asleep, but your mind is aware that you're going into your subconscious. Yes, that's it. And anyone is capable of getting into this place? So easily, so easily. And you know, it's like if we had been taught this instead of math from kindergarten on, um, people would just be like doing this right and left. You probably could do it while driving. But since we're not trained in this and we're not um, used to these methods, it seems all very mysterious, but it is, I think, achievable. So what would you say to those uh, non-believers of past lives 
what what would you say to them? How did, how can you guarantee that it's not your mind and your imagination? Um, well, you know, for in my case, um, you know, and I was very open to the fact that it could be my mind or imagination because, you know, I really started out as a philosopher, you know, a philosophy major and um, my master's was in anthropology. So coming from a philosophical and anthropological perspective, um, you know, I was very open to that. It could be a function of my mind playing a trick on me or something like that. So I was really open to um, being critical of whatever came and just being really um, honest with myself and just how it came up for me though was when I was when I finally did break through and was able to recall past lives. Um, it was so unexpected what I found there, and so um, deeply healing, and also really helped me connect the dots f- about things that had been happening my whole life since childhood, which it helped me understand myself better. Um, so for me, it was clearly. Um, practically not helpful and resolved my problems. So for me, that was, um, a way to have, to, to think it was real, it was real and not just a function of my imagination. Because you couldn't really come up with that thought. It wasn't like a lingering thought. It was completely fresh. Completely unexpected. Okay. Yeah. For me, especially when I started can, can you give us an example of like your first past life regression? Yeah. So my first past life regression, um, you know, I actually had been just doing some research very soon before I had did this regression on, you know, the 1800s in England. And I felt like I had had a past life there. And actually it was that feeling that made me do the past life regression. So I went in fully thinking that I was going to see something that was happening in the 1800s in England. Um, and the thing that was unexpected is that when I did wake up in the meditation in my past life, I was definitely not in England. It was nothing that I expected. I woke up and um, it was in the time of the Teutonic Nights in um, what is currently Germany or like Eastern Germany, Northeastern Germany in forests. I'm, I was male. I was riding a horse. Um, I was shot in the back by um, an opponent and I could feel it go through like basically where my adrenal gland was through like the solar plexus part of my body. So it was a physical visceral feeling. It was a physical visceral feeling. I could also remember, um, I might even get emotional talking about it, but like the next thing that came into my mind was my family, my wife and my children that I was leaving behind as, as I was dying. And were you, sorry, did you say you were in battle? I was, I was riding quickly through a forest. Um, There was definitely a, some kind of battle going on and I was like, I feel like I was a Teutonic Knight. So there was something going on there and, um, but I did not expect to be shot. I was shot from behind. Wow. And I wasn't like engaged in, in a battle. I was, I felt like I was riding through the forest alone, but there was someone behind me. And you knew that this wasn't your imagination because it just came, it's a vision and a feeling that just came out of nowhere. Well, the thing that, interestingly enough, um, during that vision was that the, the arrow had gone through my solar plexus in this part of my body that the physical anxiety that I was feeling was rooted in. So I was actually feeling my anxiety physically in one specific part in my body, which is like around my solar plexus. And in this vision, what I felt was that this had this, um, 
arrow or it was like actually like a lance had gone into my back in this place where I had been feeling this pain, this sense of physical tension and pain connected to my anxiety. Um, and it was an emotional thing too. And I think it's because I was dying and I was leaving a very young family. Like I could imagine, I could remember, like I told you, I could see my wife and my children. They were young. Like I was leaving a young family and the emotional, even now I'm getting like sad talking about it. Like the emotional sadness of that, like it had imprinted in my um, energetic field. Wow. And so did you go into this particular past life regression with an intention of getting, um, you know, clarity on where your anxiety was birthed from. Yeah. So, so when you go into past life regression, you should have a question. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to, but uh, I think if you do, then you will see the answer. Wow. And clearly it's Mm -hmm. like real for you. Mm -hmm. So is it, and is it something that you can go back to in your imagination very visually as if it really happened yeah. in a life, basically. Yeah. And I can feel the visceral feelings of my heart and my solar plexus and like as if even now, like I can feel it and it like hurts me, you know? You know what would be fascinating if you like went to a Vedic astrologer or a psychic or I don't know, someone else who kind of can tap into that realm and just get um, confirmation that that was indeed one of your past lives. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that there's thousands of lives. Like, I I mean, speaking for myself, I've lived thousands of lives and I think most of us have. So, you know, you go to someone to tell you what your past life was, they might see one aspect or they might see one life and it might not be the one that you want them to see or whatever, you know? So that if it didn't match up, I would say that would be why. So do you think that, you know, the main reason people seek out a past life regression is to get some type of answers to their current physical, mental, emotional state or relationships or factors in their life? That's why I did. I don't know why other people do. And what do you think the main benefits are of doing past life regression? Well, I think it's just about knowing yourself. I think there's a couple things. A, it's about knowing yourself and B, it's about healing yourself. And C, it's about realizing that when you heal yourself, you actually heal the earth grids and history and these um, pockets of pain, which are existing in the energetic um, timelines of the earth. And so like the pain that I felt in those timelines and in other timelines, which I've experienced, um, those are pockets of pain that can be healed by you knowing yourself and healing yourself. So you're saying that by simply reliving those moments of trauma, you're able to heal them. Well, I mean, and that's what therapy would suggest. I mean, in normal therapy, you would look back upon just this life and see where are the points of trauma. Let's bring that to the conscious mind. Let's discuss that consciously, and then we can process through it. And then, then that gets released. And yeah, I think it's exactly like that for past lives. Wow. And you're saying that you did your first past life through researching techniques of how to get into that state yourself mm-hmm. and then by yourself, solo, without any type of guidance or practitioner, mm-hmm. you got yourself to that state of hypnosis. Mm-hmm. How did you know how to come out of it? Um, well, I was doing it at this point. My first child, Milo, was about nine months old and he was napping when I did it first and he, I snapped out of it when he woke up. How long had you been under Maybe, for? Maybe, um, I want to say like 45 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And so, and, but you, you knew where you were and what you were doing. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I guess it's as much as you were, if you were immersed in like a daydream, it would be something like that. Got it. And were you lying down? Oh, why, I was why don't you that. just step me through? Why, why don't you step us through it? Unless you have any other main points you want to discuss um, on it. Hmm. I feel like there might've been something. I, let, let's go through the process. And um, then if anything else comes up, we can, okay. we can say it. So I'm going to legitimately like try drop in. Yes. Although. Or is that a bit? I mean, you can try. Let's see what happens for you. Um, it, the, my one concern for you is that like we're present here, we're recording the podcast, so it might be hard for you to like fully leave your body right okay. now. All right, but let's I'll be let's open try. To, be open to it. To to that being a possibility too. Take me away. Okay. <clears throat> so um, now we're gonna I'm gonna take you through a guided meditation that can take you to your past lives. So the first thing that we're gonna do. And I got to remind myself to not speak too fast because that is my tendency. (laughs) Um, First thing we're going to do is find a quiet and comfortable place um, in a not too bright room. Adjust your tailbone so you're sitting evenly and comfortably on the floor. Now focus on the tips of your toes. If you focus on the tips of your toes for long enough, you will start to feel a sensation, kind of like a tingling. Let that really focus on that tingling in the tip of your toes. Now notice that the tingling is enveloping your entire toes and is starting to go down your foot. Let it go down your foot. So now your feet are tingling. And the tingle is going to, you're going to follow this tingling feeling up your legs, up both of your legs, past your knees all the way up your thighs. And now you're going to feel it in your fingers. And it's going to go up your arms, past your elbow, up to your shoulders. Now you've lost your extremities, and we're going to focus on your torso. Starting at the bottom of your torso, you're going to feel the tingling going all the way up, enveloping all the cells of your body, up to your neck. Now your neck is tingling up your face, your mouth, your nose, your eyes, all the way to the top of your head. Now we're here. We're going to put on a quick energy shield. So we're going to picture ourselves in a bubble of light and a waterfall of light coming down from the source of all love through every cell of our bodies anchoring down into the earth. And we command our personal space here that only things from the highest good can enter our sphere. Now we're going to focus on the very top of our head, our crown chakra. Feel the tingling there. Now imagine your spirit, your higher self, leaping out through this top of your head and going up, 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 out of your body, up, up, up through blue skies with white clouds. So you're now leaping up through the top of your head, up, 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 through blue skies with white clouds. When I, I'm going to count down to 10, from 10. When I get to one, you're going to see a door appear in the blue sky amongst the clouds. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, Four, three, two, 
one. You see the door. You're standing at it. You reach down and turn the knob. The door opens. Inside, there is a room with one table. And on that table is one book. This is the book of your life, of your stories. You're going to walk over to the book. When I count down from 10, when I get to one, you're going to be standing at the book. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Your hand is on the book. This is the moment. You open the big book, and when you open it, you see a bright white light shining from within. You fully open the book. The light shining completely blinds you, and you step into that book. When you open your eyes, you're in your past life. What do you see? What are you wearing? Look down at your feet. What kind of shoes are you wearing? Look around you to see the circumstances. Ask yourself, why, are, why am I here? Why did I live this life? Ask yourself, how does this life contribute to what I'm meant to do on earth in my current embodiment? After you're done exploring, you can come back to your body and remember everything that you found there. So Amber is, looks like she's completely unconscious right now. What are you, how are you feeling? Am I meant to be staying in this state and discussing what I see with you? Or? I mean, yeah. If you're in, a, if you're seeing stuff, please do. What do you see? Uh, well, I, I'm seeing horse and carriages. Interesting. Yeah, and I've got like these really cute black buckled type of shoes with a silver buckle, uh -huh. with a, like straight toe on them, like a block toe. Interesting. And cobbled streets. It feels like it's England, mm -hmm. somewhere in Europe. Do you know what year do you think it is? I'm really bad with years in history. Can you, <laughs> can you describe the fashion? What are people wearing? Yeah, it's definitely like Elizabethan style. Well, like, Elizabethan is really long ago. Okay, well, I, uh, like, what was the horse and carriage type Des of era? Why don't you describe, like... What kind of carriage? What does the carriage kind of look like? like? Um, a wooden carriage, you know. What was that year with like page boys and um, uh, really like corsets mm -hmm. and like velvet, long, dark velvet, puffy kind of dresses? It could be Victorian. Victorian. That's what mm -hmm. it feels like, Victorian. Well, you know, well, I won't interject. Let's get more information. So what, are you female or a male? I'm a female. Mm-hmm. And um, how old are you? 
I feel like I'm 40s, like early 40s. Okay. And what are you, what are you doing in this life? Like what is your, what's your life like? Feels like I'm just, I don't know, I'm walking along these streets. Um, it's hard for me to like really navigate a purpose or a reason. Okay. Do you have any sense of why you lived this life and what it was meant to teach you? What I'm, the main thing I'm getting is a feeling of restriction. Mm-hmm. Like I feel restricted. I mm-hmm. feel like everything I'm being contorted mm-hmm. to a time, to society and its expectations. I'm feeling like tight and stuffy and like I want to break free, but mm-hmm. I can't. Totally. It's just so interesting because I, when I did your, well, I had a whole vision of Amber's past lives and this so fits into one of them. It's just so funny. <laughs> and, um, which is really interesting because I was in this lifetime, I was definitely born with this rebellious, this natural rebellion against rules and regulations and against um, people's expectations. And I went to two private girls schools where I was forced to wear a uniform and there was something in me that was just, just refused to do it. Like I just, every part of my cell for some unknown reason was pushing against the restriction of that, um, that conservative, um, type of way of being. Yeah. And you see how that could potentially fit into this life because, you know, here at the mother loving future, we are raging against, um, the status quo and we're trying to build, um, a new paradigm. And so that a bit of, um, rebellion actually can serve you well in this lifetime, in our current lifetime. Mm. Is there anything else you're getting about this life? Do you think you stayed in Europe or do you think you traveled? I think it feels as though the class, I'm, I'm definitely above, slightly above middle class. There's no like, doesn't feel like there's massive wealth or massive poverty. It's just, I'm, I'm definitely in a pocket where I would be able to travel, mm-hmm. but I, I don't, I, I'm just kind of, my mind's just kind of stuck on this street. Like okay, I'm so not really what, moving around my world. What's up with this street? Why are you on the street? What are you doing there? I think I'm looking for something. What or are you looking someone. for? I don't know. I like I, I don't want to be making things no, up. No, don't make things up. It should only be what comes naturally, not any kind of extrapolation. I feel like I don't have children. Like there's this in my body, I feel this, it's almost my stomach. I feel this like heaviness in my stomach right now. Like this pit of, um, I don't know, like loneliness or sorrow or something. Like I don't have. Do you feel like you were physically unable to bear children? I mean, it's a possibility. Yeah, maybe. There's a a sorrow that I'm carrying and it's like I'm looking for my family. I'm looking for something bigger than what I have in my life. Interesting. Well, you know, um, I have some thoughts, but I also don't want to put anything into your head or ask any leading questions. We can discuss this after we're off the air, but... um, And... I think I have a little black dog with me. Okay. 
Okay. Is there anything else you see? What about anything more about Separate. your outfit or your, you don't probably can't see your face, but. Um, <laughs> no, I can't see my own face. Um, where's the street? It just feels like it's, it's, I'm part, I'm on this cobbled street. I'm past this horse and carriages, this hustle bustle. It's like there's a marketplace or something on my right. And I'm kind of just like, I've got this heaviness in my body and it's like, there is a void within me that I'm looking to fill, whether that's like, it's almost like I've either, I don't think I've lost a family. I just don't think I have a, it's that feeling of, I don't have any substantial element of home in my life and family in my life. I hear you. Almost like I'm, I'm looking for that person to have as my family. That's so true. So do you think you have no husband too? I'm either in like a vacant marriage Mm -hmm. or I don't have a husband. Interesting. Well, I have to say this all makes perfect sense to me. Can I come out now? Yeah, you come out now. What do I do to come out? Um, So to come out, we'll just, um, just open your eyes. (sighs) And you're going to remember that. That's going to stay with you. Whoa. Okay. Definitely feeling a little dizzy and like, whoa, like coming back. So as you see, like that was completely unplanned, you know, like we didn't even know that we were even going to do that and that Amber was going to see something. So that just goes to show you that these techniques um, can definitely work. So now let's move on to the invitation to our listeners. So we challenged the listeners to try this out for themselves. What parts of yourself can you, of yourself can you still not explain? Maybe past life regression can help you understand better. Drop into a deep meditation, trust your body and mind, and see what, if any, visions come to you. Um, So tell us everything about this in the comments section. And please, if you like what you hear, leave us a five-star review on iTunes. We read every comment, and we are so grateful for your support. And that covers it for Past Life Regression for today. Thank you so much for joining us, and we cannot wait to have you with us next time. (laughs) Bye-bye for now. Hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Amber's like still (laughs) in the ethers over there. That's why I had to to say the goodbyes. (laughs) Thanks for being with us. We'll feel you with us next time. Bye-bye. Bye. Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.